Rock 102, Springfield's classic. Oh, we just got to fix this thing here for you. It's, uh, you know, you, you know what? You can't, uh, let's see. We got to put that on mornings, and then we got to change it, and then, uh, and then, uh, College Radio there returns. There you go. Here you go. Here's Marty Caproni. It's uh, Bax and Nagel show with Marty Caproni. Bax is out until January 2nd. And uh, we're just trolling along with a little light morning show here. Yeah, that's it. A little light. A little light. Morning show. Uh, but uh, how's it going? It's good. Uh, the ride-in was a little uh, crazy this morning, huh? Yeah, a little foggy out there. Just a tad. A lot foggy. Uh, yeah. That fog is going to uh, last uh, for a good part of the day in a high of 47 today. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 48. It's 39 right now in downtown Springfield. But uh, you had a trouble getting in here, did you? Uh, yeah, man. It was uh, it was brutal. Uh, you know, you you message we messaged in the morning, and uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. And and uh, I left my house, and I immediately called you and was like, this is crazy. Uh, but. It was worse in Chicopee than it was in Springfield and uh, and East Long Meadow, but it definitely slow going. It must be like the location you are to the river. Uh, yeah, I think it has something to do with that because I'm I'm on the bank almost of the uh, Chicopee River. I don't lovely, know. Lovely, lovely property. We know several meteorologists. We could ask about this phenomenon, but I really don't care. Do we? Yeah, do we? It's just fog. It do the listers the care time. either? No, no, I don't think they do. The, no. But the uh, dense fog advisory is complicating uh, travel. Uh, during one of the busiest times of the season, including a few delayed f- flights at Bradley International Airport, there were up to six delays and three cancellations uh, this morning at Bradley. Uh, two Breeze Airline flights to Fort Myers uh, for, and Rally, and one American Airlines flight to D.C. were canceled, and all of them were set to depart before 8 a.m. The cancellations oh, yeah. are also uh, some of the earliest flights as airlines try to wait out the fog, and that's all on top of the delays and cancellations that piled up from last night. Uh, seven and a half million Americans were expected to fly over their Christmas or New Year's destination this year, which is about a five percent growth over last year. And right now, between the two holidays, it's the busiest time. If you have a flight scheduled today, just uh, not just out of Bradley, check your flight status before you leave the house. Also, plenty of time to get to the airport. These are all like normal things that people should know. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I flew a lot more pre-pandemic with uh, with the whole comedy thing, but. Uh, one of my biggest pet peeves is people who don't leave on time for the airport. I cannot stand that. It drives me nuts. Like, you need to be there at least an hour and a half before. the. Yeah, I don't on. understand why you got to run through the airport. I like being there nice and early, get in, maybe get a cup of coffee or a donut or something. Sit there, check your phone, charge it up. Yeah, I don't like being the guy running as they're closing the gate. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you know, I went to uh, years ago. I went to Vegas by myself. I went on a went on a plane. Yeah, it was, it was like right seven o'clock in the morning, flying directly out of Bradley. Oof. This is when Southwest was actually cool, and they had uh, direct flights to places instead of these uh, changeover things. Nine layovers. Yeah, so I go there, and uh, I'm there obviously on time, but the airport is is banging it's like you know it's summertime it's, it's yeah. you know people are going places it's a sunday morning you know that kind of thing yeah. and uh i get there early enough and the security line is just ridiculous but it doesn't matter you're already checked in once you're right. checked in they're not gonna they have all that information they, they know, know which passenger went through the security line that, right. that all gets checked to the the main computer so these women were just like, 
complain. We're going to miss our flight. I'm not going to. Complaining about uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole thing. And I'm like, you're not going to miss your flight. You're already here right. in the line. You can't. If they're holding everybody back, they're not going to make the plane just take off if they know 20 of us are standing out here. Well, here's the thing, man. I've never missed one, but I've come close a few times mm-hmm. uh, on connectors usually. You know, uh, I think Philadelphia was one. You yeah. get a connector in Philly. So you had, I had to take like a bus across the tarmac, and I was like just – and I hate being that guy, the last one on the plane where everyone's staring at you like you're a jerk. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Um yeah, I hate that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They all just stare at you like, oh, yeah, thanks. Here th- he comes. Oh, well, welcome aboard, Mr. Important. You mm-hmm. know. Meanwhile, I always get my tickets on Priceline because uh, for whatever reason, and I'm always like group nine. Um, they're like, you're in the wheel well, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, like, I, I get my ticket, and uh, I'm walking to the back. you got to go through first class. They're all staring at you. you got to yeah. go through all the way through coach. They're all staring at you. Um, I just uh, – I hate it, but – my my favorite uh, flying out this early in the morning story was I was flying to uh, Denver, mm-hmm. Colorado, and you know is that where that is? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah thanks, yeah. I helped you. Out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was uh, I was flying to Denver, Colorado. It was like five thirty in the morning. I'm miserable. I yeah. hate it. You know the early early flight, and uh, I'm standing in line and I'm just like waiting for them to do the whole shuffle with my bag and the whole deal, and I'm like I'm gonna miss this flight. And then all of a sudden I whack i feel someone whack me from behind i turn around i look down i just see they have skis and they're like trying to load their skis into the thing while i'm talking the gate thing and they crack me with the skis and i'm just about to be like hey uh mother you know yeah, start yeah, swearing yeah. and i turn around and it's uh it's my buddy brett gearing from springfield uh, of course you know somebody yeah yeah, 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 he, yeah he's yeah. got his skis he purposely hit me with his skis yeah <laughs> i was like you're you're such a jerk. <laughs> I would hit you with my skis, too, so, if you were standing in front of me. Oh, it was me. so funny. It was so f- And it changed my whole morning. I went from being like, rah, rah, to like, that was pretty funny. Like, halfway across the country, I'm still like, well, that see, was pretty funny. Well, see, you needed funny. that. You needed that laugh yeah. at that, at that moment. Shake me out, yeah. What, uh, wh- is that where you, have you ever seen, so you've seen people you know. At the airport? Yeah. A lot, yeah. Like, in different cities. Yeah, and, and comics were always in the airport. Yeah. So you'll just see random comedians, and you're like, "What's up, man?" Mm-hmm. You get like three minutes to say hi, catch up, and then you're and then you're gone. What's the weirdest place you've ever seen somebody that you never thought you'd see anybody like f- that you knew that you were far away, and you're like, "Oh, well, yeah." Oh, geez. Like just, hap- just happenstance to run into. Yeah, them. I mean, I've had it happen in real weird places. Uh, Edmonton, Canada. Uh, was one uh Seattle was another one uh Minnesota yeah I yeah it's you know what's weird is you know you're always trapped in your own world so you know yeah. your life yeah and you don't realize like people outside your life know like you or what you do or whatever and also they know your schedule sometimes because you're doing shows right. or whatever and uh yeah I just see people like that I went to high school with they'll come out to shows like I'm in Minnesota and somebody was in my history class who was a, a senior when I was a sophomore, shows up like, you probably don't remember. I'm like, yeah, I remember you from history class. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just weird that you that you run into it. In the airport, uh, it's usually famous people. You try to look out to see what famous people you can see in the airport. Like O.J. Simpson or, you know, yeah, somebody well, like that. Not, yeah. Or yeah. he's running through the airport with the hurt. Isn't he going for the hurts? For the hurts. Yeah. yeah. It's that or he murdered somebody. Yeah. Know, well, allegedly. But <laughs> you separate the art from the artist, Marty. You got to really <laughs> listen. He 
he might be a murderer, but he was a great football <laughs> he, player. He really know? was. It, Turns out that skill set could have possibly come in handy later in life. Kind of like Michael Jackson. Like, he might have done all these horrible <laughs> things, but uh, Thriller is a pretty good album. You can dance to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like R. Kelly. R. God. Right? God. Yeah. <laughs> I see the video of him in prison. Uh, singing and all, the, and he, he still has the voice. Yeah, I was like, that's got to be the most popular dude in prison. Well, I think he didn't lose the voice. Yeah, it's not like it's not like you, all of a sudden you go to prison and you lose your special talent. That yeah, you had. no, but you know it's weird when you're like that guy is so like I am outraged and he's like I'm not trying to be rude, but yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right, sorry, go. You know what? You can't even play those things at uh, at events anymore. Because is that really pe- a thing? People get upset that you're playing, and I'm like, listen, That's how many silly. other songs out That's there that silly. you've played that you listen to and like, and you have no idea what the ideology of the person that you're listening to uh, has? You know, whatever that artist has, right? You know, R. Kelly. That's a great song. Yeah, that ignition remix. Listen, Bill Cosby, some of the best comedy bits I've ever yeah, heard in my life. I know, but uh, you know, unfortunately, they're relegated to. They have a dark side. They're relegated to uh, obscurity. How do you how do you separate that? How do you say, well, we're not, we're going to play this one, but we're not going to play that one? Uh, you know, uh, you don't unless you are in that art. In which case, you're like, I mean. You could break down an R. Kelly song of all the reasons why it's genius, you know, if you were right. a music producer or an R&B singer as as a comedian. And, and, but I'm not dismissing the fact of what he did. No. Like he's, it's disgusting, and it, it's horrible, and he's not a good person. However. Allegedly. Yeah, but <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, yeah, yeah, convicted and all that stuff. Yeah, allegedly. I still say yeah. allegedly. You yeah, never know. Yeah, all right. Well, anyway, so then he. <laughs> But but he's got this great song, so it's like, uh, oh, it's bittersweet. How do I not listen to this? <laughs> you want to hear a crazy one? So I was always a uh, well, I was always a Cosby fan. Mm-hmm. Like I always loved Cosby. Growing up, Bill Cosby. I watched his show on yeah. PBS. Remember, I told you I sent a dollar away for that pen that he had. I never yeah, got it. I used to watch uh, Fat Albert, the Cosby Show. The he Cosby was, he show was America's dad. The, the guy, yeah, he really, really. I mean, his catalog very impressive. You know, of of the art he created. I will say. Um, but do you know how he was exposed? Do you know how that whole thing happened? How it happened because of a comedian, another comedian, Hannibal Burris. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. went on stage. It was like you always tell me to pull my pants up. Maybe you shouldn't be out here drugging in. Yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah. And he does the whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I knew Hannibal, and I was opening for Hannibal at Foxwoods back in the day, and he brought it up somehow. And I was like, I had never even heard the rumors of it. And I remember we went to the movies together. We went and saw Men in Black 3 together. Yeah. Which is a real surreal experience to go to a movie with Hannibal, Hannibal Burris. Hannibal Burris at Men in Black 3. It was like Mystery Science yeah, Theater yeah. 2000. Right. Just, you know, he's, he's so funny. Just offstage. Hilarious. And um, I remember him making mention of it. It wasn't that much longer that he said it on stage and that waterfall the whole yeah, entire thing. Yeah, he basically thing. brought Bill Cosby down. And the other thing was, we had scheduled an interview with Hannibal Burris. We had previously scheduled the interview before the controversy started unfolding. So it was like a month later that we were doing it. And his publicist is like, you can't ask him anything about this Bill Cosby thing. And we wound up like not even really doing the interview because he couldn't talk about anything. And I'm like, well, what's the point of having you on if we're not going to... I mean, you started this whole thing. Why can't you finish it? But, you know, I think... 
in Hannibal's defense, I think he was saying that as a bit. Yeah, I, I don't think he would feel bad about it because obviously uh, it ended up doing uh, what you could say is good for, for a lot of people. But he definitely, um, it was just a bit and somebody recorded it yeah. and and posted it like on YouTube. It wasn't like, I don't think it was in like a special or anything like that. Yeah. And that cascaded this entire thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I could, and I could hear him. Like my, I could just hear it like in my head, like him being like, "I didn't, I didn't expect it to be that crazy." Yeah. You know, I don't know if he said that or not, but like I could hear the way he talks in my head about you know stuff like that. But I get it, you know what I mean. Yeah. Everyone wants to talk to you about that, and not about the film that you're plugging or the special that you're pushing or whatever. I kind of get it. But I you started a conversation, and uh, you, most certainly, you should really finish the conversation. That's That That was my opinion. Arguably, he started a conversation and a very lengthy investigation and legal movement. He doesn't talk about it now, does he? Does he talk about it on stage? I don't think, you know, Hannibal, here's the thing about Hannibal, man. He's a real cool dude. He's real down to earth, really awesome guy. Um, People don't realize how much he sat. Some people, when they get into the business, they they have connections and contacts. Their their mom was friends with this guy or that guy, and right. you know, Hannibal, to his credit, started comedy in Chicago, moved to New York City pretty early on in comedy, and his sister lived in New York, but he couldn't stay with her. He moved to New York City. He slept on the train. Oh God! He didn't have a he didn't have a home. He didn't have any money or anything. So he moved to New York City. He would go do his spots at night, and then we'd get on the train. He would sleep on the train. Then he'd get off the train in the morning or whatever, and go about his business. And then he would go do his spots and get back on the train. And he did that for weeks and weeks when he was in New York City, which is something that I didn't, yeah. I never realized until talking to him. And I don't think he talks about it much, you yeah, know, publicly. No, but I want to know more about the Bill Cosby thing. How that <laughs> changed his life? Did he get more gigs out of that? Out of the, uh, out of the, uh, out of the whole. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's such a talented guy. I would like to think yeah. that his he was already kind of he knew too. I mean, I remember you sign your poster at the end of the week, and the headliner signed their poster. Yeah, and I remember he signed his poster like, "Thanks for the chicken wings. I won't be back next time. I'll be in the theater." And I remember thinking to myself, "Man, that's a lot of confidence." You know what I mean? Yeah. To be like, but he knew. You know what I mean? Michael Che was that way too. I remember, yeah, I did his like first headlining weekend ever there, and I was hosting for him. And I remember talking to him, and I remember just being like, "He knows, he knows yeah, how yeah. funny he is, and he knows that whatever he does is going to be, you know, huge gold." Yep. Uh, it is uh, six twenty-six. We'll have uh, more with Marty Caproni uh, coming up uh, a little bit later on this hour. It's Bax and Nagel light this week. It's uh, six twenty-six at Rock one hundred two. Bax and Nagel. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 640 and Skid Row on Rock 102. It's Bax and Nagel show, uh, Light with Marty Caproni this week. We're not really doing a full morning show, but we're uh, we're here uh, shooting the shizzle. Trying yeah. to shoot the breeze. Yeah. Skid Row. You should have thrown a bottle at me just for old time's sake. Skid Row. Uh, yeah, you, oh. don't, you don't remember. That's a Springfield reference that goes way deep. No, please indulge us with your uh, Springfield history. Back in, uh, back in like 19, it had to be probably like 1989 maybe. Yeah. Uh, Skid Row came to, the, at the height of their fame, they came to the uh, Springfield Civic Center, as it was known at the time. And uh, during their concert, uh, someone threw water at the stage or whatever. Sebastian Bach launched a beer bottle off the stage into oh. the crowd. And it hit a girl that went to cathedral. 
<laughs> high school, and it hit her in the bridge of the nose and uh, broke her nose and cut her uh, nose open and everything. It was national news. It was on oh. MTV News. Remember, uh, do, 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 I'm Kurt Loder. Yeah, MTV. yeah, yeah. Kurt Loder was covering everything the next morning. It was very surreal. And uh, the girl ended up in the hospital. And uh, Sebastian Bach, to his credit, uh, I think he visited her in the hospital and he gave her tickets and something else and smoothed it over. But uh, yeah, it's an old, uh, it's an old callback to the, for the older listeners, uh, the more mature listeners. You know, will remember. Speaking of Kurt Loder, he's like uh, almost eighty years old. That's insane. Isn't that scary? Yeah. Yeah. You think he was, he's in like an assisted living, just talking about the old times? He's seventy-eight. He's probably doing um, news updates for the people in the old folks' home. <laughs> well, you know Adam Curry. You remember Adam Curry? He was the guy with the big feathered hair. Yeah. He was the father of modern day podcasting. Really? Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. Adam Curry was the the first person to start internet radio and podcasting. Wow. He was uh he was a pretty popular guy too. He was the uh, MTV news guy. He was. He yeah. was and he's uh he's made quite a career for himself since. I wonder how old he is too. No, I'm trying to look. He's there. up there. Yeah. If you go back to all the old MTV VJs, remember back then? Yeah. You were a DJ. You were a disc jockey, and then uh, if you were on MTV, you were a video jockey. Oh, VJ. VJ, and then remember Martha? There was Martha. Martha and uh, Nina Blackwood and yep. uh, all those folks. And then if you want to go way back, do you remember there's a guy named Jesse? Remember they had Jesse? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of weird guy talking like this. Well, Jesse was from uh, Western Mass, uh, Northern Connecticut. He's like from Southwick area. No kidding. Yeah, a lot of people didn't realize that either. That's weird. You don't know where people come from. The you know how many famous people are uh, from Western Mass. Yeah, remember we had that conversation. I was like, who knows the famous people in Western Mass? Send us in stuff. I don't know if you were here. I think it might have been Bax. You were on vacation, and uh, we got a few really cool emails. One of them, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch or whatever Cumber. He's from here. He lives in Southampton. No, he doesn't. Really? I swear to God. Probably listens to the show. Benedict Cumberbatch lives in Southampton. Yeah, well, you know the guy I'm talking He's a really good actor. I just I can't remember his name. I, I, I'm i bad with all that Hollywood stuff. Oh, you're bad about remembering his character names? No, I'm just bad about remembering like Hollywood people and Hollywood well, that, names. That's his name, though. People. It's not like you didn't remember that. Is it Cumberbatch yeah, or Cumberbunch? Cumberbunch. Or? I don't know. Cumberbunch? Cumberbun? <laughs> the Cumberbunch? Yeah, yeah, the Marky thing Marker, you put Cumberbunch? Yeah, the Cumber, yeah, remember they used to wear the tuxedos with the thing around their waist? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Marky Mark and the Cumberbunch. <laughs> I believe that was what it was called. Yeah, no, he lives in Southampton. Get like, out of here. I swear to God. Ben, no, he doesn't. He not. lives close How to you. How come I've never seen him? He lives close to you in Huntington. Really? Yeah. I've never, well, he wouldn't come to Huntington. But is I, there famous people in Huntington? There probably is. Uh, we had uh, one of the Neville brothers lived there for a while <laughs> until he passed away uh, probably about six or seven years ago. Hey, he what was, is it, Neville Brothers? I can't remember which one he was. He was the saxophone player. Oh, because he, yeah. he wasn't the guy yeah. who talked like this. No, but he was a he was a super nice guy, and yeah. uh, he did he did a lot of community concerts for the the high school, like to raise money for the yeah. high school bands and all that stuff. He used to come out, and uh, he was he was a pretty decent dude. And then he passed away. I don't know, probably like ten years ago. Dude, you think about it. If you make enough money in your early entertainment career, and you don't want to be bothered, and Hollywood isn't your thing, yeah, Western Mass is a nice little place to lay down some Sa roots. Southampton's the way to go. No, it really is. You think about it. You're in Southampton. What are you? Forty minutes from Bradley. Yeah, you you're got not that an far. international yeah. airport right there. You're an hour and change from Boston, and Benedict a couple Cum hours from New York. I'm gonna have to keep my eyes peeled for Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, well, tell him to call in. Have him come into the studio. 
I don't think he listens to this show. Probably you think, but you never know. He doesn't listen. Maybe to he's this a show. classic. Or maybe he's right now. He's listening in a Skinner shirt. Wouldn't it be funny? <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if his favorite bit was the Kim Kardashian thing? <laughs> he just comes in. Ooh, ooh, he comes in. Go. He's starstruck. I'm a big fan, Steve. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> and I don't know what voice that is. I don't know. I don't, it sounds like I was s- trying to do like an English voice. Sounds uh, like the baby kind of from Family Guy, Stewie. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge. Ooh, fan. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> yeah. What's that thing he says at the end of the view from the couch? I can never figure it out. Yeah, uh, I guess we'll do some news. I got some. I got some stuff here. The the fog is really uh, messing things up this morning, especially at the airport. There's a bunch of flights canceled. Uh, so if you're traveling during the busiest travel uh, week of the year, good luck to you. That should uh, clear up maybe later on today. And then you have all the delays from the flights from last night on top of the this morning's delays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what do we got for news? Do we have, uh, you know what we should do? We should yeah. at this point we should just tell people to shoot us uh, messages on social media about what they want us to talk about. <laughs> no, we could do yeah open topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without doing the uh, without doing the phone lines. Yeah. Uh, two men were arrested after police found a loaded g- g- ghost gun in oh. their car uh, in Springfield over the weekend. On Saturday night, Springfield police officers pulled over a car driving with a headlight out on Wilbraham Road. When officers approached the car, they could smell marijuana and see smoke. 21-year-old Matthew Callender of uh, Springfield was behind the wheel with two 17-year-old passengers. During a search of the vehicle, officers found a loaded ghost gun, marijuana, cash, and drug packaging materials. Officers determined Callender was under the influence and took him into custody. One of the 17-year-old passengers was also taken into custody on firearms charges. Imagine getting a call from that, from the police for your kid for that one. Oh, man. Uh, uh, Mr. Caproni, uh, your son uh, was involved in a, uh, a traffic stop earlier tonight. Oh, uh, so what, are you just going to give him a citation or something? No, he's being charged with a felony. I mean, that's a big felony, too. It is a big felony for a ghost gun. <laughs> he just loves saying it. And you would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for this meddling meddling. cop. Yeah. Uh, Springfield and Holyoke police teamed up Friday to take a large-capacity gun off the street, according to the Springfield police. They've been investigating 18-year-old Josetto Johnson of Holyoke for months uh, for illegal possession of firearms. On Friday, they executed a search warrant on his Linden Street home in Holyoke where they seized uh, a gun which was loaded and additional ammunition. He was arrested in his home and now faces charges of uh, possessing a firearm without an FID card, uh, possession of a large-capacity firearm, and improper storage of a large-capacity firearm. So he going to jail. Yeah, he probably probably not going to see the the good side of that for a while. Got some closed businesses uh, in the area. Like closed permanently? An iconic retail store in your hometown of Chicopee. No. Uh, we'll close its doors at the end of December. The closure of the herbarium marks the end of an ah. era for the residents of Chicopee and surrounding areas. For more than 45 years, the herbarium has been a staple in the community. They're great. Providing customers with herbal and nutritional supplements. Yeah. Uh, however, it's all coming to an end as Kathleen Duffy, the founder of Herbarium, announced on Facebook... It is with great regret and sadness that we must announce the, uh, that we will closing its doors on December 31st. She explained that uh, in a post that the uh, closure is the result of economic forces, changes in shopping patterns, and supply issues. That is probably a hard business to run. They were great, though, those people. If you had a pet, like my dog was, uh, my old dog, Casey, um, 
the last year of her life, you know, I was doing everything to, to keep her going and going well. And the herbarium really helped, uh, really helped out with a lot of that. They had tinctures and stuff like that. I think I had a CBD tincture and some other stuff from them. Well, unfortunately, uh, they're not open. They're not going to be open anymore. So, well, that's a bummer. Go get your last uh, minute supplements before uh, they close their doors uh, this Sunday. Oh, uh, see if they close before Thursday, they could have came to the comedy show Thursday night and had a laugh. Well, you could have uh, maybe had a fundraiser for them to raise the money if they had asked. You know, uh, it is. It's probably hard to run a business like that, though, competing with. You're talking, you know, GNC and Amazon, and you can get supplements by just going online versus actually going into a store and a lot. And people don't realize, like, it's better to go to talk to somebody, especially somebody who's been in right. business for 45 years right. and knows a thing or two about a thing or two about nutrition, nutritional supplements. Uh, unfortunately, uh, TikTok videos are That's the ones that are the influencing these people to buy stuff online instead of you know, going to a brick-and-mortar store. That's the one of those things where, uh, what do they call it, the Dunning-Kruger effect, where people just yeah. Google and then they think they're an expert on the issue. Yeah. That's where you go talk to somebody like that. They'll they'll tell you, you know what I mean? They'll tell you uh, how how it really is, you what, know? Wait a minute. I'm not an expert when I Google things? No, you're not. Really? You're, I hate to say it to you. Oh, I don't gee, break I it to you. thought I wrote that whole thesis on uh, world peace. Oh, Believe me, you know what's great is uh, people who Google stuff about comedy, they know everything. Or new comedians who they just listen to podcasts for, uh, you know, before you know, they do it. Sometimes I, I go and I look at some of these, like, how-to comedy books. That's terrible. And idea. I'm like, it's not even, like, good information no. you're giving people. Well, you know, I'll tell you why. The people that are writing those books uh, mostly yeah. are really failed comedians. Well, or they don't even do comedy. They just uh, they're fans of it, super well, fans. Well, those who can't teach, uh, or do. those who can't do teach, teach. yeah, yeah, yeah those yeah. who can't teach teach gym. Is yeah, that that's, that's, right. that's um, you know, somebody somebody pointed that out because I I know a phys, phys ed teacher, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, and we were talking about that type of thing, <laughs> and then somebody somebody sent me a meme that said, uh, "Yeah, my 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 gym teacher said." Uh, He's still got the same degree as your as your science teacher, and still makes just as much money as he does. So who's the dumb one? Yeah, well, you know it's a I solid mean? point. You know, although uh, nowadays schools need a lot more science teachers than they do phys, phys ed, ed teachers. teachers. Well, a lot more job openings. Nobody wants to move anymore. Well, yeah, can you imagine? Like, okay, so like in gym class yeah. uh, in high school, uh, we had I had two gym teachers. I had Coach Wise. Yeah. Who was the coach of the football program? Who was an athletic specimen because he was a professional athlete, yeah. and he would beat he would beat our kids. Like you actually, you got a workout when you went to gym class with yeah. Coach Wise. And then I had Coach Moje, whose brother was also the gym coach at Chicopee. And Coach Moje was a uh, he was a good dude, but he was you know they used to make the fat kids climb the rope. You know, oh the yeah, rope. yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and it, they would kind of shame the fat kids into losing weight. That was like the way they – it was like a tough love thing that they used to do, you know, back in the day. Right. Can you imagine, though, like if you were still teaching gym throughout this entire stretch of the last 30 years, it's got to be a gym teacher's nightmare. Now there's not one fat kid in class that you're trying to, like, motivate to lose weight. Now the entire class is fat and you have one kid in shape. <laughs> Well, that's and you're like, I want to do all this stuff. And you're like, all right, everybody, get on your Reebok step. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was always the fat kid. 
Were you? Yeah, with the husky jeans and the, you know. Were you the fat? Did your gym yeah. teachers pick on you or no? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, they would, uh, they would, they would slyly pick on you by pushing you. Uh, all right, your skins today. Oh take yeah, your, yeah. Take your shirt off and show everybody your fat boobs, you little fat kid. <laughs> that's that's kind of. I mean, it sounds it, like you let that go. Or they, or they, well, or they do that. But then they did like even when they did shirts and skins, they'd make you take everybody take their shirt off and then put on that little like net like uh, yeah, yeah. that net uh, jersey thing. <laughs> Yeah, so then, uh, you know, it looked like I was wearing some lingerie in the middle of sixth grade. You look like boobs, Madonna. My boobs hanging. Yeah, it, Madonna now. Yeah, that's what I, I, I had already predicted the future back then. They're like, oh, look at the little fat kid's boobies sticking out of the side. Ooh, look at that side boob action. Everyone come see Stevie. Come oh, yeah. on, Vogue. Come oh, on, Vogue, Nagel. Oh, Let's oh, Vogue. Oh, ooh, look, he's wearing his Caldor sweatpants, too. It's, uh, that was pretty, that was pretty. Pretty damaging, actually. As yeah, a child. I could see. I I sensed the trauma in your voice when you started talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't have very. I wasn't a very like outgoing kid. Like, yeah, I was very. Uh, I don't know. I was made fun of my entire life for oh, being overweight. Man, now you're making me feel bad. No, it's listen. Well, now man, you're skinny and I'm fat, so look at this. Yeah, but you know what? Out. You grow up and you realize that everybody's just really just kind of a big jerk, and we all make fun of other people in our own ways. Yeah, everyone's so damaged. We, you know, everyone has trauma. Everybody has trauma, but then you have to like I quietly judge other people. I just quietly <laughs> in the store. Well, because I know you're gonna do yourself in if you if you if you're like one of these people that 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 is just out there and like really kind of like trying to screw the pooch to ah, everybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me because I know that, you know, uh, Taylor Swift said it best. The trash eventually takes itself out, you know, and it's true. Did Tay-Tay say that? Yeah, Tay-Tay said that because she was talking about the whole uh, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West controversy when she, during that time of the year. Uh, person she nailed year that thing. one. She did. And uh, she, but she felt, you know, she, Kim Kardashian was throwing her under the bus. She edited the phone call that she made to Kanye Oh really? So it made it sound like she was actually praising him when she wasn't, and oh, so then, wow. so that yeah, so th so then, she, and she had gone into hiding for a cup for a year. The Taylor Swift, and, they, and because she couldn't handle you know the, the negative press that she was getting because Kim Kardashian was so influential. That rubbed me the wrong way when that happened because I feel like anyone who has a daughter and you see Taylor Swift, she just seems like this nice kid, right? Yeah. And here she is on the stage getting this big award, the pinnacle at, of her career at that yeah. moment. And then this douche that, nozzle comes yeah, over and yeah, starts, and starts doing it all his crazy. I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce is really the winner here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and believe me, I, I believe Kanye is is genius in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. He really is. You know, uh, I, I don't know if you knew this, but like the... Uh, you know the Mocha up in uh, Museum of Contemporary Art up in North Adams. Yeah, he used to fly people up there in his private jet to show them exhibits. Like when an exhibit caught his fancy, like he really does have an eye for art and a mind for art. I'm sure he does, and, and he really. Do I do think he has a lot of genius traits, but I also think there's a fine line between genius and madness. And I think sometimes that dude's definitely on the but, other side of the madness line. Listen, he's he's actually a pretty good artist, and if you listen very to good. some of his music, it, it actually, it's very talented stuff. It's the it's the rhetoric that you're getting from him and his, you know, he started going on this anti-Semitic stuff, and it's yeah. just like, dude, like, well, I don't know what you're doing.
do you do you um well you know what he's doing is he's he's trying to do what comedians do you know you you, you try to look at a different perspective than everyone else than what the group thought is right. and you try to find a different perspective and look at things from that perspective but sometimes uh the group is thinking a certain way because uh they're right and yeah. uh, they don't need you uh, and your stupid perspective you know um but then the narcissistic side of him believes that they, everyone always needs his perspective and I think that was. I, a, I saw a video of him like a couple of days before Christmas. Yeah. And like the latest, somebody was recording him while he's making this speech. And it's just like, oh man, he's become the crazy uncle at your uh, Christmas yeah, yeah, dinner yeah. table. Like he's just ranting. When off he all talks, this crap. everyone's like, oh God. Yeah, uh, like, uh, Kanye, uh, uh, Ixnay on the, you know. I do think the guy's a, generally speaking, I think he's a pretty brilliant guy. Yeah. You know? Uh, it is 6.58. Uh, we got more with uh, Marty Caproni coming up uh, after 7 o'clock. Uh, it's Bax and Nagel Light this week on uh, Rock 102. It's uh, 6.58. More micro. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.12 and Queen on Rock 102. Uh, it's Bax and Nagel show. Bax is out until January 2nd, so it's Bax and Nagel Light with Marty Caproni. And uh, fog is out there this morning, pretty dense fog, and uh, they're canceling flights at, Lo- at uh, Logan. Uh, Bradley. At Mini Logan. Mini Logan. Yeah. Logan Light. Logan, Logan yeah. Light. You just love saying light because you know it tweaks me because I'm like, it's not light. We're, like, we're really doing the show. No, we're not really doing the show. We're just talking the- about a bunch of stuff, <laughs> which is pretty much what we do every day. We yeah. just don't have any benchmarks. Yeah. There's no view from the couch. There's no Hollywood trash. There's no uh, there's none of that stuff. But uh, we started getting into this conversation last hour about Benjamin Bratt. Yes. And because uh, we were wondering. Well, no, know, I said Benedict Cumberbatch or Bump Bunch or whatever. Right, right, right. That's right. what somebody told me. Cumberbatch. The Cumberbatch. Cumber, what, somebody told me he lived in Southampton, which we don't know. Someone, someone confirm or deny that to me. So yeah. Please, someone, if they're listening, confirm or deny that. But then someone messaged you and said, no, Marty's an idiot. It's not Benedict. It's. Benjamin, uh, Benjamin Bratt. Bratt. Okay. And then uh, so a bunch of people were writing in and they're telling us that, uh, oh, yeah, he's uh, in, you know, there's this interview where he did with, um, I don't even know what uh, magazine that is, Esquire magazine, where he talks about how he his wife's family's from here and he, he they have a house here. Right. He does, doesn't seemingly like he currently lives here now, but- Apparently there's a there's there's a house that he owns in. It said in his wife's family lives here, and then yeah. I pulled up his wife, and I mean, not only is Benjamin Bratt a uh, really good looking dude, obviously, but his wife is stunning. Yeah, and uh, then we had a whole separate conversation yeah, yeah. about that. Well, and uh, <laughs> but then you know we were talking about like I haven't seen him around. Well, yeah, somebody but, yeah. who's seen him uh, a couple of play golfing out in Southampton at the Southampton Country Club. Really? Is that what uh, that's what the Benjamin Bratt watches? Benjamin Bratt uh, goes out and plays golf at the Southampton Country Club, and I bet you he's uh, been in Seven Bs a time or two. You know what? I bet you he has. Yeah. If you live in Southampton, that's a great little restaurant to go to. Yeah, he probably went in there, got a nice big uh, burger cooked up by Chef was, Jeff in the kitchen. I right? was just going to yeah. say, I've been there, I've had the burger. Actually, what I remembered about going there was the bartender was uh, hilarious. Yeah. Like, I went in there, and the banter back and forth, this is years ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, God, man, I hate when, like, 
a bartender is funnier than I am and faster and wittier. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be a professional you're, at this. And this this you're, you're woman's in, eating my lunch. You're intimidated by the bar. Yeah, staff. just dude, yeah. bartenders and servers are some of the funniest people alive. They really, you have to be to deal with what they deal with. You well, know? you think, I think, weren't we talking about this last week about doing jobs like that and how? Yeah. Like all these people that I worked when I was waiting so tables funny. at Pizzeria yeah. Uno's, they're all like successful and they're doing, you know, things. But when you're a kid, you know, you're 21 years old, you don't really think that far in, right. in, the, in the future. You're just thinking, this is just this job I need to do to get to the next step. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Well, I can say, I tell you this, this has been an interesting morning for anyone who's been listening along. We are also talking about VJs and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, this just in, one of those VJ's names that you said, yeah, also a Springfield native. Who? Nina Blackwood. She was from Springfield. She was from Springfield. So we had a we had a Kurt we, Russell. We had a guy Kurt Russell I knew about. Yeah, and then the guy who played Taggart on uh, Beverly Hills Cop. He's from Enfield. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That you know, there's a new Beverly Hills Cop coming out. Is he still alive? I don't, I don't know. know if he's still it's alive. That's a great or question. Not. Yeah. We can't tell him to call in. Judge we can Ryan. tell Benjamin Bratt to call in, though. Yeah, I don't think Benjamin really cares about Or his that. wife, Talisa. She seems lovely. <laughs> uh, Matthew Perry. You know what? I want to talk to Benjamin Bratt because I want to be like, Miss Congeniality was the worst movie I have ever seen. You didn't like it? I don't like Sandra Bullock. You don't like Sandra Bullock? God, no. There's something about oh. Sandra Bullock that just rubs me the wrong way. Oh, I love her. Yeah. I think she's so funny and so great. Yeah, no. Marissa no. Tomei, no. Sandra Bullock. No. Marissa Tomei. Now there's now there's something I can I can wrap my eyes around. Is Marissa that what you is that what you're but, trying to wrap your eyes but around? Sandra Bullock? Ugh, <laughs> God. Horrible oh, actress. Horrible. Really? Yeah, yeah. God, really? Yeah, sometimes you look at people and go, how did you ever make it in this? Oh, place? my God, you are terrible. People look at me and say that well, all the time. Well, yeah, they yeah, do, they're they're 100%. Like, oh, I, you have nothing to offer. Yeah. How did you ever make it in this business? I mean, at least you get that. People look at me and go, he's never going to make it in this business. In this so, <laughs> If Benjamin Bratt's out there, 293-1021, we can get on the Celebrity Hotline. I got a buddy. Yeah, I got him. a buddy who's on the Celebrity Hotline here. Um. Yeah, see, there's a lot of Western Mass names. Uh, Matthew Perry was born in Williamstown. He will not be on the phone this morning, but no, he, he was won't. he yeah. was born in Williamstown. Uh, uh, David Starzik, he's from uh, Western Mass. Too. That's another name that uh, was yeah yeah. Uh, John Shea, who's that? He's a award-winning actor. Uh, he was in Missing, uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Uh, his dad. John Victor Shea was the uh, former Springfield superintendent of schools. Really? Yep. There uh, you go. Let's see. Uh, Steve Carell is from Con Concord. That's out near Boston. That's out near Boston. Doesn't count. Why are they putting this uh, in the same category? Oh, because it's just Massachusetts. Yep. Julie McNiven. Uh, Mad uh, Men, Supernatural, Stargate. Elizabeth Banks is from Pittsfield. She's a she's a pretty lady. Yeah. And a talented actress. She's a pretty. You know who else lives out there? Who? Uh, Carol. Oh God, now I can't remember her name. Harrison Ford has a place out in the Berkshires. Carol, too. not Carol Kane. Um, Karen Allen. You remember her? She was in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. She was in Scrooge. Sure. She was. Uh, yeah. She has a sh a store out there, a clothing store out in Great Barrington. How about my buddy Josh Wolf? 
Very, very funny comedian, pretty well known. I think he's probably acted in some stuff. Josh is uh Josh is uh Amherst Amherst uh high school graduate. Well there you go. We got Ebon to... Moss Bachrock. Yeah. Amherst Mass. Uma Thurman, Amherst Mass. Megan Duffy. Enfield, hey. Connecticut. Look at that. Who's that? Where's she from? She's from Enfield. She's a pretty girl too. Very, very pretty girl. Uh John Ashton, that's the one that you were talking about from Beverly Hills Cops, right? Yeah, that that's him. Springfield-born actor. He he was in Gone Baby Gone too. He's got a, he's still alive. Kim Allen, Bon Orr, Criminal Intent, very very pretty girl, born in Springfield. How can we have all these famous people living around here and we never get any that's of it. them on the show? None, no one. We had you think Bridget Monahan would want to come in the studio, but no. Had- Too good for us just because just because you have a son with the greatest football player in the history of the universe. She don't want to talk about that. She wants to talk about her movie career. Yeah. Well, she has a great career too. You know, yeah. she could she could stop in. You know? Just oh, pop in. We're at 45 Fisher Avenue. Yeah, just- if you're a famous celebrity, 45 Fisher Avenue in East Longmeadow, just pop right in. Yeah, pop uh, in. We'll, we'll, we'll shoot the breeze. Or, you know, if you really want, uh, Thursday nights at Loft Comedy Club, 7 p.m. doors, yeah. 8 o'clock oh, show. there you go. Look at you sliding it right in there. $20 yeah. if you buy in advance uh, on Venmo or 25 at the door. This week we have a great lineup. You should come by this week. This week's going to be fun. I got uh, my buddy Noah coming. He's uh, internet famous because yeah. he, he does impressions. And he does uh, one of the funniest things. He puts the baby filter on. And he does uh, Donald Trump as a baby. So what, does he do this on stage then? So uh, he does, does he impressions a, on stage does and he stuff. Have a camera, like a, a screen that he puts the, I would do that. Yeah. 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 Oh, look at someone's calling in. It's probably Benjamin Bratt. I don't think it's Benjamin Bratt. Do you want to see? Do you want to we, we, we can We can find out. Let's find, okay. Uh, good morning, Rock 102. Who's this? How are you? This is Dick. I, I'm on the Mass Pike and I'm yeah. listening to your show this morning. Yeah. And those. The lady that played the mother on that '70s show has a house in Lee. Oh, oh, you know what? I actually met her. Come on, at the Blue Note Cafe out in Chester. No, you in did Chester. not. Sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, uh, I'll tell the. I'm going to get you off the phone because I'm done talking with you. Thanks, uh, Dick. Yeah, Dad, Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Cool, man. Thanks. Uh, yeah, years ago, my buddy and I go up to, we used to do the bar tours out like towards Palmer and everything, yeah. like Lakeside and Thorndike and all that stuff. Turtle Tavern, the Turtle Pond Tavern or whatever? No, that was, be- it was way before oh, that, okay. but, uh, that's where I drank underage at the, uh, the Thorndike <laughs> Lounge out there. Okay. Anyway, but, but fast forward to about 20, uh, 2009 or so. Yeah. Uh, I said, hey, you know what? Now that I live up in the hills, we should go up and, and do the bars up there. So we hit that Uncle Larry's Tavern, of course. and then uh, which is now called Papa Bob's. Is it, it Papa the, Bob's? Yeah, you can't same, even do a show there anymore? It's the same place. It's just a different ah, name to it. We should go know. do a show at Papa Bob's. We should do a show at Papa Bob's. I would do that. Tell Papa Bob to get on the horn. Let's make it happen. All right, let's call Papa Bob and see what <laughs> we can do, right? So uh, so, so there was, so we, we hit that first, and then we hit the Blue Note Cafe in Chester, which is this it. tiny little, it's probably no bigger than, you know, it's probably yeah. double the size of the studio here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we go in there. It's it's busy. It's a Saturday night. It's during the summer. And all of a sudden, uh, we both spot her sitting at the bar. And, and you we recognize don't know, her? We don't know her name. Mary Jo something her name is or something like that. What? Well, I'm trying to think of who she is as an actress, what her name is. 
Uh, look her up. Yeah, well, she's been, she was in Friends. She was she's been in a ton of stuff. Okay. Um, God, what what's her mom from the seventies? Mary show? Jo Catlett is that her name? Mary Jo Deschnell? No, Mary Jo Catlett. It's not Catlett. What is it? Uh, no, I don't know. That seventies show cast. What's her name? This is so stupid that we're doing All this right. on the air. Well, let's go back to the point. Deborah Deborah Joe. Okay. Deborah Joe Rupp is her name. Okay. All right. So we go in this bar and it's like packed in there. And we see her sitting at the bar and we look at each other going, Is that really her? Like, like yeah. because a party was like, What the hell are you doing in this part of town? Sure. Or or in this this area. Right. So then I went outside to to smoke. And I come back inside, and my buddy is like, you know, he's talking with her, and he's like, come on over. So I come over, and he's like, it's it's really her. And I go, I'm sorry, what are you doing here? <laughs> and she goes, she did, there was a, the Chester Theater. They do a lot of these. Um, summer theater. Summer out. theater yeah, stuff. Of course, the and Berkshire's there, and there's a lot Every of... once in a while, you get these famous actors sure. who come up and do stage work, uh, you know, because that's probably what they originally started at. Right. I think she started as, like, a theater actor, and uh, she was just coming up here to, to do a side project uh, at the Chester Community Theater and was having a few pops after the uh, after the show was over. And was she th- was she thrilled to talk to you guys? Was she She cool? was very nice. She was, like, super nice, but she was like, please don't make a big deal that I'm here. Like... You got to remember, yeah. you know, people see you on TV, and all you want to do is have a drink in a bar and just be left alone, right? Kind of, right. you know, who she was talking with some, you know, friends of hers or whatever she was with, but it was just like, yeah, I, you don't want to make a big deal out of it, anything. yeah. But that was the most famous person I've ever seen up in the hill towns, uh, up in the hills, yeah. Other yeah. than that, that guy, the one of the what did I call them, the Lionel Richie brothers? What's his name? Neville brothers, the Neville, the Neville brothers, brothers yeah. guy. I guess the most famous person in the Hilltowns for me was probably Aaron. You know, when he had his compound up there, went up to the barbecues, like him and Jeff Keith from Tesla yeah. and that whole squad, my buddy Otan Vargas. So it was a whole bunch of musicians and stuff. Yeah, I know I'm paying the property taxes from the result of that. Uh, you, know, you keep pull. saying that. That's true. Let me tell you something. Uh, Aaron's, uh, Aaron's former wife, uh, Vanessa, yeah. we went to high school together. Uh, very lovely person and um, did a ton. Up there, so I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear anything negative. I'm not saying anything okay, negative. Yeah. I'm just saying right. how uh, most defensive. of the people up there feel. I'm going to be yeah. real defensive about your Huntington uh, you, politics. You can be defensive <laughs> all you want, but uh, really, we're looking for Benjamin Bratt. Is what we're, that's I'm, what we want? Yeah, he should be on the phone with us, but he's not going to call. What does he need us for? Yeah, you know what? I've been to the tractor supply many times. I've never seen Benjamin Bratt inside the tractor supply up there in Southampton. Do you get the ducks in your tractor supply? Do you, they sell the ducks or the chickens? Certain times of the year they sell those. Yeah, I go in just to visit the ducks or the chickens and they sell them. Yeah. That's it. I don't need anything in tractor supply. The ducks and the chickens? Yeah, I just go in All and right. see the ducks and chickens. All right, we'll see. <laughs> well, that's uh, that. you just want to pet them, don't you? That's what I do. Are you allowed to pet them? Listen, to buy them. let me say this. I'm going to put it out to the universe again because you know I love animals, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it out to the universe again. If someone works at Lupa Zoo or Forest Park Zoo, mm-hmm. I want a backstage thing where I get to play with the animals and pet the animals. I'll do it the social media. We could put it up on Rock 102. I keep asking, and it's not happening. 
Maybe because nobody wants you around their animals. It's true. That <laughs> could be too. Probably that one incident with the sheep in college. But yeah. you know, uh... <laughs> listen, man. I used to go to Mingles all the time. That was like a petting zoo. If we only had a place like that open again, we could we could we could feed the animals. They eat they eat peanuts. There's still a, stu- a couple of strains of uh, certain viruses that are going around. The Mingle strain. You feed them peanuts right out of your hand <laughs> with a T. Oh, God. It's uh, 727 with uh, Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Beat the clock at Leo. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 743 and Green Day on Rock 102. It's Bax and Nagel light with Bax on vacation this week, and uh, he'll be back on uh, on Tuesday. Uh, Marty Caproni is here filling in. Happy to be here as always, Steve. Are you happy to be here? We're, we've narrowed it down that uh, Benjamin Brett does in fact shop at the Big Y over in Southampton, so you could see him there. He's probably at, uh, 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 I said I'd never seen him at Tractor Supply before. Yeah. Tell him to call in. We should start a new segment called Brat Watch. <laughs> yeah, who can, you know what, and somebody reminded me that he was at the Sheriff Kochi picnic last year. Was he? Yeah, because apparently he's got some family members in law enforcement, uh, and he went to that uh, thing. Well, maybe uh, uh, maybe Nick should call us and tell us. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, his extent of his knowledge of Benjamin Bratt. You know, he was a he was an FBI agent in Miss Congeniality. Maybe he's just <laughs> holding on to that badge and flashing it around. Hey, look at this! I got this from a movie set. You know, Nick yeah. has the ability to make people honorary deputies. I was going to ask him the last time we saw him. It'd be uh, nice to become an honorary deputy. Yeah, but you have to have character. You don't. Uh, uh, yeah, you don't have any of that. Neither of us do. We <laughs> don't. Uh, we, we weren't gonna. <laughs> he we're like, giving us a badge. No, that's like one of those things that comes to bite you in the political ass years down the road. Yeah. Hey, you remember you deputized these two idiots? Well, guess what they just did. Yeah. yeah. After saying such and such joke on stage, yeah. both Marty and Steve flashed their yeah. badges. Yeah, we, we we were also canceled, and now the sheriff's department is canceled in result of that. You know, so, uh, my buddy, good friend of uh, myself and you, Dario Mercadante, he's an honor. Sheriff, I can see that happening. Yeah, he's yeah. he's good. He's good at what it. What does that even mean? You're like if something really hit the fan, they can uh, deputize you and bring you in. I know uh, former uh, mayor of Westfield, Dan Kanapik, gave me a day in Westfield for saving the Cumberland Farms years ago. Did you have a Steve Nagel day? Yeah, it was. It's uh, November sixth of uh, twenty fourteen. Uh, or 20, 2014 or 2015. I can't remember the day. It's a, it pops up every year. Hey, whoever the new mayor is, he should get on the stick there and uh, get you on the on the float in Mike the parade. Mike McCabe. Yeah, he should get you on the float in the parade. I don't know. He's to where he's to hollering about the traffic over there in yeah. Westfield. Well, who uh, isn't? Who I isn't? told you he's like General Patton. Is it with the traffic? I Any one it. of you sons of bitches want to drive <laughs> trucks through my town, you're gonna get it. He's just got that like he's got that like stoic uh, general like uh, appearance to him. It's leadership quality, baby. He's I love a, it. He's a nice enough guy, but it, it's just funny the way he he addresses things. I'm getting angry. You know what's funny? I think of uh, the mayors in uh, all the. T- Towns around us, and uh, most of the ones that I know are. I love Dom Dom. How can you not love that guy? Right. Uh, oh, hey, you can't can't not love him. And then uh, John View, uh, Chickabee. I, lo- I like John a lot. And uh, Will in West Springfield. Yeah, it's like a, the mayor's yeah. super team. Yeah, yeah. The, we do. We we have pretty good leadership here in Western Mass. Uh, no, you don't think so. We have uh, this. It's it's just like any other market. Like this is the small market. This is it. This is like this is the best I can do. 
Yeah, like, yeah. like this is the best I'll ever do. You know what I mean? Like you're never, but a lot of you know, like a lot of the TV anchors, they come in and they they do their uh, they do their gigs here, yeah, and yeah. then they move on to like that. They're all of a sudden in New Haven or or Virginia or bigger markets. Well, I always, same thing with the politicians. There's only a very select few that make it onto the national stage. Richie Neal would be a perfect example of that. Well, I when I ever uh, see Richie, I always think about the day that Richie's like, you know, I've had enough. I'm going to retire, right? And I'm like, who's going to come out of the woodwork to run? And so when I look at politicians, I always look at their hair. Who's got the best hair? Yeah, and it's, I mean, dude, it's a pretty tight hair race yeah. if someone's going to come out and run someday. Like you got Dom Dom. He's got that beautiful hair that, that looks like the high pro glow. You know, it's always like shiny and perfect. You got Will in West Spring. He's got good hair. Uh, but you know who's got some of the best hair out there is Galooney. Oh yeah, that could be. That guy's name. got good hair. I told you he's the Harvey Dent of Western Massachusetts. <laughs> but can he be trusted? I don't think so. <laughs> I like him. He's a good dude. <laughs> uh, what, I don't even know what we're doing here this morning. We're, we're just uh, we're just talking. This is actually just, uh, when people are like, "What happens on the commercial break when you guys aren't on air?" This is pretty much what happens. Th- this is it. This is this yeah. is what we're doing. Sometimes here. it's a little more X-rated. I was trying to look up uh, some news, but then I uh, lost interest because we got talking about Benjamin. And Brat, yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know. That's our theme for the. Listen, I'm going to put it out there right now. All right, Steve. Yeah. This Thursday, Benjamin Brat, if you show up at Loft Comedy Club, 92 View Street in Chicopee, okay, it's the day I can't go, and that'll be the day he shows up. I want him to show up. If you show up, free admission, you get the dinner and the comedy show for nothing for you and your whole crew. If you show up, Benjamin Brat. 7 p.m. doors, 8 o'clock showtime. Uh, you know, it's fine. And Friday, uh, they got dueling pianos. And you know what? Benjamin, Brad, if you show up there downstairs at View Street, you can uh, you can get it for free. So I'm can everyone else. There's I'm sure no coverage he, right. he pretended to play an instrument in the movie before. Maybe he can just sit behind the piano while the other guy is playing and make I, it look like he's doing it. <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you he plays an instrument. Benjamin, Brad can do whatever he wants to do. He can't. Yeah. Listen, you see that guy? You see his wife? You know, they're he, blessed with good genetics. They he, can do whatever they want. He doesn't have to pay the $20 to get in. No. You would let him in as a guest. That's what I said. Yeah, and uh, two drink minimum, though. He's got to at least <laughs> no, buy two there's drinks. No Come drink. on. Come there's on. no drink minimum, although drinking is highly encouraged. Highly encouraged, and uh, a guy like Benjamin Brack can afford a, a couple of drinks from the loft. You think so? You think he's got that kind I of money? I think he's got uh, maybe a little bit You of think money he's there. got better than loft Thursday show uh, money? He could very well. Very well. I think he does. Yeah. I, I looked up his net worth. It's pretty up there. Hey, uh, <laughs> did you see the Apple places for sale? I seen this. Uh, the house, orchard, bakery, ice cream stand, and all. But have no fear. Both the current owners and the real estate agent are confident an owner can be found who will keep it working as a farm. Uh, it's set up to run, co-owner Neil Normandin said on Tuesday. Our aim right now is to find someone who will run it as a farm. We'd even help them with that if that's what they need. The farm, including 13 acres at 540 Summers Road, has an asking price of $1.3 million. The listing went up line uh, only Tuesday morning. Uh, Norman and his wife, uh, Cynthia Bellrose, after meeting her as a customer at the Apple Place, uh, the Bellrose grew up on the property. Her father once grew apples at uh, what's now the Five Town Plaza at Allen and Cooley <laughs> Streets. Can you imagine? I, this is the yeah. thing. Before they built all this stuff, yeah, there was like farmland and right. whatnot. Yeah. I had a meltdown on stage not too long ago. Uh, I was in Connecticut doing a show, and in the crowd was a guy with his whole family, and yeah. I said, uh, what do you do? And he was an Italian guy, and he's like, I'm a farmer. And I was like, oh, and no one clapped. 
And I got so mad. I was like, what a noble profession, this guy. And then I started going around the table. What do you do? What do you do to these other one kids? Like I work at Raytheon. I'm in customer yeah. service. I'm like none of you guys have a job that's good for humanity. Farmers are one of the most noble jobs out there, right? Yeah, we all need them. They're feeding people. They're they're taking care of people. They now, unless you're harvesting organs, then that might okay. Not be the that's best a different farmer. story. Yeah. That's a different story. Oh, I got a kidney. I got a kidney from a... <laughs> We've grown a fresh kidney. Right, right. Yeah, no, but that's such a noble... I hope I hope somebody with a dream, you know, maybe some fast-paced New York City uh, actor, you know, like a friend of Benjamin Bratz, hears that Western Mass is a nice place to stay and uh, goes out to East Meadow and buys it. You know who else could buy it? Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah. Remember the rumors, the Bon Jovi and East Meadow that he rumors. was living here. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, believe me, we drove around trying to look for his house you years know, ago, and you didn't find it. Uh, this woman I was dating and her sister were like, "Let's go find Bon Jovi." Who we drove through all these Long Meadow, East Long Meadow uh, things because supposedly he was seen at Ramitos having coffee. Uh, when oh. Ramitos was open, I loved here. Ramitos. That place is awesome. I know. I don't know why that went out of business. That was a that was a good place. It wasn't because they didn't have amazing food. Because they did. My favorite sandwich was the sweep the floor Joe, and it was like uh, it was a roast beef with a bunch of like stu- you know toppings on it that they swept off the floor. Apparently, <laughs> sounds and, delicious. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, but it was uh, that was a good place. I wish uh, I wish it was still in business. Used to go. I went uh, I went to lunch there with uh, old general manager of Rock One Hundred Two, Gary Zanobi. You used to go to Romito's? I met him at Romito's once because I, I talked about uh, coming to Rock 102 back in Cause, my... Because that's your people's. Back in my... Hey, how you doing? How's it going? Good to see you. He, good he, to see he, you. He was always good for that. He yeah. was always good for uh, saying that you know he was connected somehow. Two paisans having uh, a little lunch. But I had, to re- I had to remind him that people who are connected don't tell anybody they're that connected. They're connected. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't know, like you know, those when you when you everybody watches movies and you know thinks, thinks this is how things work, right? In the real world, nobody really knows that you're in that kind of business, or if they do, they don't talk about it, right? And that kind of business is uh, it's not the it's not the uh, strongest industry right now. <laughs> well, yeah, every you know? industry takes a hit every yeah, once in a sure while. It does. Uh, you know, you think. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking for stuff. Oh yeah, this uh, this Tesla that went out. A Tesla crashed and burst into flames in Alabama on Christmas night, requiring more than thirty six thousand gallons of water to put out the fire. This was a first for Antigua County. The Pine Level uh, Fire Department posted on Facebook: Electric vehicle fires are unusual and present unique challenge. And or, I'm sorry, and present unique challenges and dangers to firefighters. These vehicles can reignite hours or days after they are first extinguished. Yep. Firefighters across the country, according to the Wall Street Journal, have been learning to contend with the unique challenges presented by electric vehicle fires. For instance, firefighters in Franklin, Tennessee, recently reported using 45,000 gallons of water over several hours while battle- battling a burning Nissan Leaf. <laughs> you needed a 50,000 yeah. gallons or whatever it was to put out a Nissan Leaf? Yeah. Authorities said a uh, Tesla burns at temperatures exceeding 2,500 degrees Celsius, which is like what? Fahrenheit. I don't oh, know. Oh, that's like, that's a lot like hot as the sun. I like how we're, we're like American and we don't know the metric system. No, of I course know. not. Celsius. I refuse Celsius to learn. Guy? I refuse yeah. to learn because I'm a patriot. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't want your, your, your stupid metric system coming into our world. 36,000 gallons, though, yeah. buddy, is 
that like a swimming pool, like a big above ground swimming pool, I think yeah. is about five to seven thousand gallons. Yeah, it's crazy. You could have just dropped the car right into a pool. Yep. At that point. The smoke in, uh, from burning electric cars produces hydrogen fluoride and hydrogen chloride gases, both of which are toxic to breathe. Great. And requires firefighters to wear breathing apparatus. This is the thing that I always say about, you know, oh, we got to push towards electric vehicles because uh, it's going to be cleaner for the environment. And here you got this thing going. Mm. Yeah, by the way, uh, if one of them happens to explode... Stay away because it's just right. gonna, releasing all these toxic gases into the air. Probably get out of your car as fast as you can because it's going to become hotter than the sun. Yeah. But you know what? You not recycling your Snapple bottle is the reason why we're in this mess that we're the, in. The reason why we're in this mess, uh, a lot of it has not to do with even people in this country. Yeah. It has to do with certain countries that... Uh, have nothing but a population explosion. I had some. I had some friends come up to the house a couple of years ago. Yeah, and uh, he's he, my friend is washing like the dishes, like he's hand washing, hand washing, and drying is where you should ask him. Yeah, and then he says uh, he says to me as he's washing out one of these jars, he's like, "Hey, where's your uh, recycling bin?" And I'm like, "This is the hill town. <laughs> Everything it's single stream up here. You take your liberal ideas back to East Longmeadow and Wilbraham." <laughs> <laughs> well, this is true. Uh, it's now gotten costly to recycle. You know, good friend of ours, uh, Christina, she's uh, yeah. recycling parts of Springfield. I remember talking about it. it. It recycling went from where municipalities used to get money to from the recyclers to now where they have to pay money, and the paying money that you pay for recycling, I think, is pretty close to the money that you pay for waste removal. Yeah, recycling is a joke. Did you did you have you seen this thing about there's only a finite number of items that can actually be recycled and right. and there's numbers on the bot when you look at the bottom of the plastic bottle it says number whatever 7 6 or 5 yeah. there's only I don't remember what they are I can look them up but there's only a certain number of those that can actually be recycled back in some can only be recycled once some can't be recycled at all some can be recycled over and over again but it depends on what you're using it for well, out in the hill towns, what you should have done with that glass jar is what everyone else in the hill towns does. Use that to store your hammers or your uh, nails and your bolts and nuts, and uh, you you take the nail and you put the you put the uh, you nail the the lid into the top of your uh, workbench there, and then you screw the thing in so it hangs above your workbench. I need those jars to dispose of my motor oil that, oh, okay. I, that I bury great. in the Westfield great. River. Oh, great. Yeah. Good. That's nice. Oh, they, they bob up and down that's, on the water as they nice. float. That's, no, I don't do that. <laughs> but, nice. no, but, but the whole idea is, like, you know, with, if, you, if you really look at the environment and the problems that we have, yeah. it's – 80% of all carbon emissions come from factories and, and everything else. Right. The other 20% is not because you didn't recycle the Snapple bottle. Right, but it makes you feel better. It makes you feel warm inside. Yeah, but that's all it is. But it's, it's making you feel better at a cost. Yeah. You're, it's costing all this money. You see, you talk to these trash guys. All that stuff goes into the pile. Nobody's sitting there, like, pulling out the... the uh, the plastic bottles that go into the dump. You know what worries me more than the recycling? Because I was saying it's going to make you, it makes you feel better. Is uh, uh, all the pharmaceuticals like the antidepressants? They're finding it in the water now, yeah. like Prozac and all that stuff. And I'm like, why does it seem like the world's lost its mind? And then I'm like, that's probably because, why. Because we're all drinking, drinking Prozac, drugs. Lexapro. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it is uh, 759 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni. We'll have more coming up uh, next hour on Rock 102. At Leon Nissan and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rockets, 817 and Aerosmith on Rock 102. And uh, Bax and Nagel show, Bax and Nagel light, if you will. Uh, uh, Marty hates that. It's Marty Caproni <laughs> here in the hot seat. We're not even, we're not doing the regular show. We're not doing joke of the no. day. We're doing some news stories. It's basically uh, two idiots sitting around uh, shooting the breeze. Yeah, hopefully the people enjoy it. And, I hope so too. And if they don't, you know, Bax will be back on January second. <laughs> uh, now you got your uh, your show tomorrow night up at the uh, Cabot. I do twenty dollars uh, loft. Dinner. Yeah, yeah. Cabot was uh, many. I'm moons sorry, ago. Cabot. Sorry, <laughs> I, I still I still feel like, uh, eight years ago, Steve. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I still want to say Bax and O'Brien. Sometimes That's, it, it's not, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Uh, but you got your show at lo- at Loft. Uh, yeah. tomorrow night. That's tomorrow night, twenty dollars dinner and a show. Yeah, you, and you uh, buy them ahead of time. Yeah, you, to get to twenty, all you got to do is you can uh, you can go on my social media and and Venmo uh, the mm-hmm. link there. Even if you don't have Venmo. What I tell people is if you message me that you're coming and what the amount of people in your party are, um, I'll still honor the $20 price at the door because the reason for doing 20 or then 25 at the door is it gives us a better opportunity for the head count for the chef and for the food and for everything else. I don't want, I don't want poor chef Larry and chef Jeff, uh, picking their hair out you know yeah um so for 20 yeah, well, bucks nobody wants their hair in the food no either. no no one does yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh so for 20 bucks uh well larry's bald now that i think about it but uh for 20 bucks um you can get a great buffet dinner and a comedy show a lot of people went to the one we did for the christmas party like mm-hmm. before christmas and had an absolute blast and uh this one's gonna be uh before new year's it should be fun um it's gonna be a good time so uh if you're looking to do something fun on your little uh break here uh come out thursday night and uh come have some laughs and uh, enjoy yourself come have some laughs yeah come on out. and while you were nice enough to uh give uh, me the opportunity to talk about that again i will uh i will surprise you and say you should Mention the uh, show that you're doing in Westfield on January 20th at the oh, Elks yeah, Lodge. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I talked about this yesterday, and uh, I'm a member of the, the Elks Club out yeah. out in Westfield. And I talked about how all the, the great things that they do for the community. Yep. You know, to get away, get away from the stigma that it's just two old guys fighting over the last <laughs> ham hock in the jar on the bar. Oh, oh, who's going to get that last pickled egg there? <laughs> pickled egg. That's, That's mine, damn it. You know, uh, but it, it's it's so much more than that. And uh, and they really are, uh, you know, the, again, get away from the stigma. Yeah. They do a whole lot for the community. Lots of stuff for the veterans. You take them, we take them on fishing trips. We do uh, dinners for them. It just offer companionship to somebody who's lonely, uh, you know, sitting in a home. They also uh, they provided. We were just talking about this yesterday with the uh, with the fishing uh, trip for the, the soldiers' home people. The Grand Poobah, the, the Grand Elk, the Grand Elk, uh, and we were talking about like they delivered dictionary. They delivered dictionaries to all the kids in the schools. Like yeah, yeah. Little, little personal dictionaries or whatever. Yeah. They provide those. They 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 do clothing drives, food drives, toy drives. There's always somebody raising some sort of for some cause for the community, and that's. That's what I'm saying. How like how important this place is. Well, they're 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 dealing with some infrastructure issues over there. You got to remember the building is from like yeah, that's an older building. Yeah, or probably maybe, it's nice inside. The building is beautiful, well, it's beautiful inside. They they did some renovations yeah. to it uh, when they merged with the West Springfield one when they yeah. closed. 
and they merged with uh, West Springfield. They they had money and they you know rejuvenated the place, if you will. Sure. And but the infrastructure is still like failing, like the sewer pipes. The sewer pipes are over a hundred years old. Big money. And you know you're talking probably twelve to fifteen thousand dollars yep. just to get to get that done. So what we're doing is we're doing a, a comedy show. Uh, on January 20th, uh, all the information's on my Instagram and my Facebook page, and the QR code is there to buy tickets. It's only 20 bucks. You don't get dinner with it. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> but there will be food available for all sale. Right. They'll have some refreshments there, and uh, you know the drinks are, are cheap, and you know, you're going to have a good time when you go there. So I, go to my Facebook page and buy tickets for the January 20th show. I did that show uh, for you. Uh, yeah. I did that show for you years back. A uh, couple of times. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the last one I did was uh, right around before the pandemic, maybe, with uh, yeah. Tim McKeever. And uh, we had a great night. It was a super fun time. Uh, it's a great way to see comedy, you know. Uh, I'm not an elk. I'm a moose, so we have competing antlers. Uh, yeah, but again, you know, you, you, we talk but, about these social clubs. The moose do just as good as stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, you got to. It's, it's not just okay. Finally, we we have the rivals back and forth. Like, right. A, a moose and an elk fight in a parking lot. Yeah, we. That's uh, what we do. The moose wins, though. Yeah, I mean, moose. Yeah. We're huge, giant. You know, we're bigger. More muscular. Yeah, well, the one animal. in Westfield close, so I, it was right next to the Elks Club. I think we all know who uh, who won that battle. Listen, but, Lodge uh, eighteen forty nine yeah. in Chicopee, the Moose right there, Fuller Road. Those yeah. are my people. It's a Those great place. People. You have the moose call out there, dude. The- people should join the Moose uh, Wednesday nights. They have chicken parm. It's dirt cheap, Listen, and it's, you, know, you get a lot. I when I good I, food. I joined the Elks Club back in like 2011. Okay, right? and it was because I had other people that I knew uh, that were yeah. friends that were like, "Hey, you should, you know, you should join." And I was saying to myself, I wish I had discovered this when I was 21 years old. Yeah, save because thousands save that. Yeah, so so much money. You know how much money I I put on a credit card in college to buy a round of drinks for these friends that I paid for years of interest on that. Yes, my friend, I, I do know cuz yeah. I did the same exact thing. Oh, uh, look, this is the uh, I'm still paying I'm still paying interest on that bourbon and ginger ale I bought at Whip City back in 2001, you know, that you know, you kind of think old of it whip. that way. Yeah, the old whip. Uh but uh <clears throat> but it's a it's a cheap place to go. And it's not even just that. They have other things there. They got like dinners and like, you know, monthly uh, events and things going on there. So it's it's really important that you keep buildings like this open and keep these clubs open, especially and they and fill it, a gap in the community. That's the thing, you know, the state can only do so much with uh with what they right. do for people and then these private organizations like this that that uh, come in, they fill a lot of those gaps in, you know? Yeah, the artery to the community. It's, right. it's pumping blood to, to the rest of the stuff. You get a bunch of people together, they, they organize all these things for different different groups, scholarships they offer kids. It's all these kinds of things. And if you don't have that anymore, then you're losing that as part of the community. Dude. So I, I encourage you to go to my Facebook page, buy a ticket for that January 20th show. Linda Belt will be there. Emily Sierra will be there. It's uh, it's going to be a good time. I, I might be in town that night, I, I think. Well, you should show up. So if I am, I will return the yeah. favor, and uh, I will try to drop it if I am if I can swing it. I don't know if you are in town, because I asked you to do this, and then uh, I was. I, I had, so I shuffled something around, but then uh, I just had, uh, 
I had these people that I've done. It's another club, uh, Italian social club, Marconi's. Oh, and, Marconi's. And, uh, and they hit me up. So I, he I invented the radio, by the way. That's, yeah, you're exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, as a, and Enrico Fermi, another Italian, uh, made uh, nuclear science possible. Uh, oh, I thought he much. made Reactors. fermented fruit in a no. <laughs> Fermenting? Fermenting, uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, people should buy tickets to go to that. And uh, as I keep saying to people, uh, every Thursday I'm doing this thing. And you know what? It's growing. The lofting yeah. is really growing. Uh, it's obviously a big part of that is to you and Bax for always letting me come in here and talk about it. Shut but, up, Marty. But... <laughs> I like saying things to you when you try to be sentimental about it, and I shut up. I sent yeah. you and Bax the nicest text on Christmas. I sent out no Merry Christmas text, but I I was thinking about Christmas, yeah. and I was like, I have to send out this thing. And I sent out, I was like, hey, guys, uh, gentlemen. I even said gentlemen in it to yeah. both of you, and I was like, gentlemen, I just want to say uh, I hope you have a Merry Christmas, and it's not lost to me. Uh, thank you for uh, making it a great year for yeah. me. And then immediately got back some stuff I can't even say in the air well, from both I, of you. I, you I, said, shut up, Marty. I just said, shut up, Marty. <laughs> Bax, and Bax had joined uh, in. And Bax yeah. unloaded on me like it was 1980 with some oh. uh, some hilarious stuff. That just shows we care. It, you know what? As a comic, uh, that's how you know someone likes you is when they're uh, busting your chops. So I, I had a moment. I was like, oh, that's very sweet. Well, because <laughs> it's, it's like... It, you know, I get it. Like, you know, I, get, I can get sentimental, too. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, hey, you know what? This is a really good moment or whatever. But I also be like, no, stop it. <laughs> you you can't loser. Have... Yeah, you loser. loser. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, for uh, anyone who's listening that wasn't born and raised in, like, the 80s, uh, that's how it used to be. Uh, you were you were raised to choke down those. Anytime you have a sentimental moment, it's like, what's wrong with you, you loser? Yeah, you loser. <laughs> Having like, feelings. I told you I got a buddy that, uh, you know, he's a good friend of mine, and he, he writes me, uh, I love you, brother, you know, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. And I'm like, and I write these nasty like, <laughs> yeah, responses to him. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I love you too, you sissy. You know, like, <laughs> hey, you know, right. Something like that. So. But that's, uh, that's, uh, that's how you know that you were raised in a good generation. Uh, but again, we're, we're running out of time right now. But uh, again, if you uh, if you if you want to have a good laugh uh, yep. for a great night of comedy, it's on January twentieth. It's at the uh, Westfield Elks Lodge. It uh, starts at seven thirty p.m. The doors open at six, and there'll be refreshments and all that stuff for you to purchase as well. You can get tickets online at my Facebook page or uh, my Instagram page. There's a QR code on there. You can Venmo me money, and it's my real last name when you Venmo me. You know, because they have to use it for tax purposes. Oh, that's why. So they see it and they're like, "What is this? Yeah, who's this guy? Who's this who's German? This, who's who's yeah. this? Who's this? George? George? It's I looked up the tickets for yeah. the show. You should buy the tickets for the show. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to see the schlagen <laughs> yeah. and the noggin? Come to the Elks Club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a shoemaker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is eight twenty-seven. It's Bax and Nagel light with Marty Caproni on Rock One Hundred Two. Beat the clock at Leotor. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 841 in Boston on uh, Rock 102. We have uh, the Bax and Nagel Show, uh, Light with Marty Caproni here. <laughs> I guess, uh, hey, the fog is still pretty thick out there. There's uh, lots of flights being delayed down at uh, Bradley this morning. So if you're heading out, make sure you check your flights before you get to the airport. Uh, you don't want to be sitting there all day. You know, uh, you know, we were talking off air, and uh, I was, you know, you're plugging your comedy show on the 20th. I'm plugging Loft tomorrow. You know, hoping that we get people out to the shows and this and that. And I said, you know, the thing that's really got me upset today, Steve. Yeah, is I mentioned that I want to be a back 
stage or whatever you'd call it. I want to I want to go to like Lupa Zoo or Forest Park, and I want them to let me be like a little assistant zookeeper for a few hours or a day or something. Because I want to meet the animals and have the monkey on my shoulder and do the whole thing, you know. And uh, well, you already got a monkey on your back, yeah, okay. one on your shoulder. <laughs> so, 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 thanks. So, so I, so, so uh, I'm so, sorry, I had to take that. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I've had it for for <laughs> decades. Uh, a chip and a monkey. Uh, I I uh, I so I, I that's all I want, right? I was like, I mentioned it. I was like, I was hoping that someone would message me and be like, "Hey, man, I'm friends with the Lupa family, and uh, I'll make it happen. You can be back there in the monkey house playing with the monkeys and yeah. petting the bear or doing whatever." Same thing with Forest Park. Figured someone would be like, "Hey, I'm a assistant zookeeper at Forest Park. Why don't you come in? We'll do some videos or whatever for social media." And not one thing. And then you said to me, yeah. well, a couple of years ago, I mentioned that uh, I mentioned that I wanted some fresh milk. Oh yeah, and I had all these farms reaching out to me, going, "Hey, you can come up and milk our cows, and you can drink right out of the teat." Well, not right out of the teat, but uh, you could, you could, you could milk the cow and drink the fresh milk. Are you sure it was a cow? Are you sure it wasn't just some guy in his living room? No, like, no, uh, no, 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 it was actually the they were legit farms. <laughs> uh, one was up in Hadley, and the other one uh, was out in, I think, Southampton out there. I don't think Benjamin Bratt was going to be out no. there as well. No, yeah. he's, uh, he's a lovely human being. But let me say this. Yeah. Uh, I asked you, I said, was it pasture? So you finally got the milk anyways. You didn't milk the cow. Yeah, I wound up, I wound up uh, just because I don't have time. Like, I I would love to go out and and do that kind of thing. But I just, you know, running around, you don't have that kind of time. The the Mennonites up where I live. Yeah. They have a farm and they sell like the raw milk. So in the it's jar. not pasteurized. Not pasteurized. Raw milk, fresh from the cow. And, and this is what I wanted to ask you. We we're yeah. coming back from commercial break. A, uh, did you get sick? How was it with your, I didn't get your digestive sick. system? I, I didn't get sick. I was a little worried about that. Yeah. But then, like, the more you read about it, it's like one of those things. It's just like eating raw eggs. You could get sick from eating a raw egg. Right. Uh, randomly from, you know, Seminole or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, you, even the ones you buy in the grocery store, you're taking a chance if you're bu- if you're sure. cooking over easy eggs, you're going to wind up having that bacteria. It's the same type of thing with the milk. There's bacteria on there that doesn't get burned off or boiled off, and if it doesn't sit well with you, That's... if you have your immune system or whatever, but I was fine. I, I didn't drink like a gallon of it. I had a half a glass of it. It was very thick. That's what I was going to So it tastes like milk? It tastes like milk, but it's like cre- it's almost like you're drinking heavy cream. Oof. Like, yeah, it's it's it a little gross. It's I think it would be good if you used it for something, like used it for cooking or used it for to make whipped cream or yeah, buttermilk. You can make buttermilk. You can make all yeah. kinds of stuff with that. I wouldn't be uh, drinking that on the regular. You know what I mean? All right, so so now I have my answer because I've always been curious about, but I can't even drink full milk without my stomach getting upset. Right, even two percent sends me for a loop now. I see. I like two percent milk. I, I you know who's got the best two percent milk? Who for for pasteurized uh, commercial is uh, BJ's. BJ's. Yeah, Wellesley <laughs> Farms. Really, that milk is for some reason is like the best tasting like commercialized milk. Uh, that I've had. I like Stony Hill Farms or whatever that is. Like yeah, Horizon uh, Mill. I like that. That's uh, all local stuff too. Uh, right, I, I think so. Stony Hill. I like a good hood. I like a good hood in the light black bottle. I like that milk. 
Um, yeah, the light block bottle, so you can't see how bad it's going. No, <laughs> it's delicious. And then uh, there's another one, uh, Fairlife or whatever. It's so it's so expensive. You know? Fairlife is good. I drink those uh, those those shakes. Yeah, the, the Core Life milkshakes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Those those workout. are good. Yeah. I uh, I now I'm at a point where uh, if I want to enjoy like a bowl of cereal, I have to get mm-hmm. lactate milk. Lactate. Oh, like uh, with no lactose in the milk because uh, it's just a gamble. It's like I can't be on stage and all of a sudden. And then having to go to the bathroom in yes. the middle of a set. Sorry, guys. Let me uh, remember where we were. I've had it happen to me. I'll almost. be back in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I had it happen to me pretty recently where I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to have to ask the host to come back did up you, here. Did you? No, I no. stuck it out. Wow. But I have been the host one time when the headliner was like, Marty, get back up here, and handed me the microphone and just took off to the bathroom. You know, that's one of my biggest fears. And you know what happens to me when I get up on stage? What? You know, people are like, oh, wow, you handle yourself so well. Your stage presence, yada, yada, yeah. yada. But they don't know you're dying inside. Like, people don't know that you're what you're experiencing. And it's not that I'm dying inside. It's like... My every your adrenaline is heightened and all that other stuff, and I start my nose starts running from breathing so oh, much. Oh, because the uh, yeah, you dr- yeah, that goes away if you've done it long enough and you do enough of it. But uh, the the tough ones are when there's stuff going on personally, like in your, like my mom when my mother passed away, like pretty yeah. much in my arms in the ICU in Hoyoke. Uh, I had a show that night mm-hmm. at Mohegan Sun that they had said you can't cancel. They didn't know that my mom was sick, but they they asked me to do the show, and I I knew I couldn't cancel, so I went on stage and did my set. And then I came off stage and I was yeah. in the back room. I just collapsed crying, and they were all like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "Nothing, nothing." Yeah. They're like, you know, and then I explained. They're like, "What's wrong with you, you psycho?" You know, but you got to do the job. You know, my mom was always like, "You show up for work. Doesn't matter if you're not feeling good. You got to do the job." So to me, that was like honoring her. You know, yeah. doing that. But, yeah, sometimes you don't know when you're up there. See, I had a hard time doing comedy uh, after my wife passed yeah. away. It was like it took me about probably eight or nine months before I got back up on stage, which was not a good idea. Nope. Because what happened was uh, I was uh, – I don't. I, I'm not going to mention where it was or whatever because yeah. it re- it's really not about the business. It's, yeah, about, yeah. it's about me Okay. Um, <clears throat> and how it wasn't a good choice. And I was trying to, like, tell these people, like, maybe this isn't a good idea yeah. <laughs> to, to do this. And we had uh, – we had like John Moses come up and uh, you know, do, uh, do some do some time and all that stuff, but it was a it was a New Year's Eve show, oh. and it was like all this. It was like a guy who's going through what I was going through. Booze isn't the best idea no. to do that, and <laughs> no. and and I and I <clears throat> that that was probably one of the like. A night you'd like to forget. Yes, yes. But there was so many things happening that night that was it was great. It was this big bougie dinner. They had like open bar and my and there was DJ and all that stuff. And uh, I did a lot of crowd work. But the problem with those shows are some people are coming for the dinner. Some people are coming for the dancing. Some people are coming just for the booze, and yep. only some people are coming for the comedy. So you when you try to get everybody together on board, it doesn't tend to work out that great. A lot of pressure. New Year's is the best money night for comedians. Yeah. New Year's and Valentine's Day, but a lot of pressure on that too because the ticket prices are elevated. Uh you got to be funny. You know what I mean? Like 
when someone's paying fifty dollars a ticket, now they're a hundred dollars a couple, yeah. and now uh, they got a hotel room and they got a babysitter. Yeah, and this was like a whole pack. This was like right. a whole package to go along with, and it was a great. Nothing again. No, nothing no. against the business. It was about me. But that's what I'm saying. Me. That yeah. that level of pressure yeah. on you as a performer, you're like, I really got to perform. I really got to yeah. perform. And how you handle that is yeah. really, you know. Well, I did. I wound up doing some crowd work, uh, yeah. which, which eventually didn't turn out too well because I was like half in the bag. Yeah. I'm like I'm walking around just like randomly picking on people, and I <laughs> and I said something to this one group of folks, who later then wrote a letter. Oh God! <laughs> to the to the management of this place. Oh God! And and actually wrote a letter to our boss up here. Oh, uh, no way. Yeah, yeah, about how what a horrible experience she had. Oh, I boy. made fun of her son at the oh, table. Oh, boy. Because oh, uh, I said he looked like a henchman. He looked like one of, he, had, he had like a knit hat on. It was like, that's what do you do with a knit hat on yeah. inside, of a, inside of a venue that's like a ballroom? Yeah, like, yeah. You shouldn't be doing that. But she complained, and it was like this two-page letter single space typed out of all of the complaints that she had. Mostly Oof. it was about me. Oof. And about yeah, yeah. and then me not playing. You know, when the DJ uh, portion started, that I wasn't. Um, I really. I should bring the letter in and read it. We can do that tomorrow. Because, That'd be fun. Because it was a great spread put on by the venue. Yeah, and it, it was a good time. It was good food. Yeah, you but, just ruined it for everyone. I get it. But she. But she complained. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did ruin it for everybody. Sorry about your four hundred dollars a night you just spent on the thing. But of all the things she complained about, there was one thing that she was like. But the squash soup was good. That's how you know. The butternut squash soup was good. And I'm That's like, how you oh, know. okay. Well, at least you found some silver lining in the little uh, dark comedy cloud you went to. That's how you know that was really good soup. Yeah, it you was know, really, it good soup. really good but, soup. But talk about, like, you know, you don't want to do that when you're in, well, like, a... Uh, it's part of the job, man, when it you're is. not, you know, uh, listen, Carlos Garcia, you know, very yeah. funny, my right-hand man there. He's open for me for years, but yeah. he's also the house MC and the and my manager there at Loft. Um, I remember Carlos was going through some stuff. He was off stage for a couple of years, and one night he was really struggling. I was like, hey, Carlos, why don't you get up on stage and talk about it? And he's like, you think I should? And I was like, sure. I gave him the worst advice possible because he got up, mm-hmm. and it all came to the surface, and we were like, Oh boy! Yeah, oh <laughs> and he boy. got on stage. He was like, "Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do comedy for a while." And he didn't for like a year. Yeah, because you know? it because uh, yeah, you can you can do it. But but it is one of those jobs where you know if you're doing it and that's your livelihood, you don't really have an option. You know what I mean? The show must go on, as they say. The show must go on. Yeah, which is why uh, after talking about all this uh, bad thing about comedy, you yeah. should go to Loft on Thursday night, <laughs> yeah. twenty bucks a dinner and a show, and you can come to the Oaks Club on January twentieth for uh, for my dinner with. Or my show with no dinner. Hey, I'm going to say this again, man. These listeners are the most supportive of comedy uh, almost anywhere, I think. Uh, They really do come out. They turn out. It's awesome. Every week, get to meet new ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, You know. Uh, they're they're and they're appreciative and they're and they well, like, they I get know, it. They I have noticed, a good sense of humor. They know, don't get offended. I noticed at Loft, uh, yeah. there was a lot of same people that were there the last time, yeah. but then they brought other people with them that hadn't seen the show before. Yeah, and that's so the, it's it's really cool to to have people more more people exposed to that. That's what happened with that Christmas show we did last yeah. week was. All these people came that had never come before, and yeah. then they were like, we're coming back next week. We're bringing our friends. So that's what I'm counting on for this week. I'm hoping that they come back and bring their friends and stuff. Uh, and and 
And Benjamin Brad will be there too. You listen, the <laughs> invite stands, my friend. It stands to you, Benjamin, if you're at the Southampton Big Y. You know what? He's probably been listening for the last 45 minutes ago. There's no way in hell I'm going to the <laughs> Comedy Club. How crazy would it be if he showed up, though? Because he probably knows like more famous comedians that he could get a front row seat to. I mean, somewhere. I mean, considering there's no fame. <laughs> yeah, he he might know uh, just every comedian he knows is probably more successful than me. But you know, you never know, Benjamin. You know, I might surprise you, buddy. I'm pretty, you uh, never pretty good know. at this. Come on, Benjamin. Come on, buddy. Come on, get Benjamin off the couch. Brat coming yeah. out to laugh. You can do it. <laughs> Imagine if he's just sitting there laughing right now in his kitchen, being like, "This what is this whole show about me?" <laughs> Oh, somebody probably called him and said, "Hey, these two knuckleheads are talking about yeah. you on the uh, on the radio. Turn it on." It's them and uh, all the uh, monkeys in the monkey house at Lupa Zoo listening. Mm-hmm. And then he heard me say that nasty thing about Sandra Bullock and how I didn't like Miss Congeniality. I love Sandra he's, Bullock. Benjamin. He's a good actor. I just uh, Sandra Bullock just rubs me the wrong way. I love Sandra Bullock. I yeah. think she's a fantastic mm, actress. Nope, nope, all right, nope. nope. You know what? She's You're been not- in a lot of dumb movies. She she has a great career, my friend. A great career. Yeah, yeah. You know what? If it wasn't for Keanu Reeves, Speed would have never <laughs> sold a ticket. Well, that's a deep cut going way. Who back didn't to like Speed. Bill and Ted? I mean, you know, that's the kind of thing. That's why you watch Speed. You're like, oh, he's the guy from Bill and Ted, and he's playing in a different. He's playing a, a cop. You know, Keanu Reeves is considered probably the kindest actor in Hollywood. They say, yeah. He seems like a nice guy. He lives in like a, a modest apartment. He still takes public transportation, and he donates millions of dollars quietly per year. Yeah. To What's the Sandra Bullock doing? Huh? I'm sure she does yeah. a lot. Yeah, she oh, she with that uh, tattoo guy or whatever was name? Do, what was oh, the guy's name? Jesse. Jesse, uh, whatever. The, his from name. the motorcycle thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I felt terrible for her when that happened to her. You, what is the Sandra Bullock kiss ass all she's of a so sudden? Sweet. What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? She's sweet and she's kind. She's probably not a nice person. I bet you. She's but you know very what? Nice. If we only had firsthand information about what kind of person she is, Benjamin Bratt could tell us all about it. And he could. He, he could show up on Thursday. He, he could show do up five to the Loft Comedy I'll Club. I'll put him for right on stage. Twenty dollars for uh, dinner and a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he should show up. That's I, a, I think that would be... And so should Sandra, if she happens to be in town. I don't think she's in town. No? No. We don't probably have any famous listeners at all, do we? Huh? We don't have any famous listeners at all, do we? Uh, No, I don't think so. I can tell you, not only do we not have famous listeners, we don't have any listeners from the Forest Park Zoo or from the Lupa Zoo either. <laughs> well, maybe not today. You know, yeah, cuz they got I mean they they got bright nights going on. There's no, you can't really go to the zoo right now. Maybe someone will be over there with their phone out with the podcast being like, no, no, "Listen to this right here." Yeah, listen. They mentioned, listen right now. He really wants to come over here and pet that. the bears. Yeah, come on, he can do it. How great would that be? I come in uh Friday missing three fingers. Like turned out it worked out great. <laughs> yeah, you're like uh, was that grizzly guy with the yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember that guy that used to go, uh, he used to take all the nature videos of the of the yeah. bears and everything, mm-hmm. and then he got eaten by him one day. They just found like that's his usually, shoe and half his foot. Well, that's usually how that happens. Look at uh, Steve, uh, what's his name? Erwin. Uh, uh, Erwin. Yeah, yeah. No Guy one loved had nature that all his life, and he got uh, he got stung in the heart by a stingray. Crocodile hunter. You know what they did? They treated him mob style. They they took him out with uh, their friends, the uh, stingrays. He didn't even see it coming. Oh, oh. hey, <laughs> the stingrays. Hey. Oh, uh, all right. So, uh, well, that does it for this hour. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to end it with you. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know how to wrap this up. You know, it's a mix between funny and interesting, and trying to balance those out, and sometimes they nail it, and sometimes you know. I probably don't.
at all. Well, I guess here we are. <laughs> uh, it's 8.57 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Do you want a Nissan? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rockets, 912 and ELO on Rock 102. Uh, Bax and Nagel light this week. Uh, Marty Caproni's here in the hot seat. Just love. You don't like it. when I when I say that, do you? Yeah, we're not light. We're not light. We're doing we're doing just fine. Uh, you know, uh, we were talking earlier about the uh, the place in Chicopee that was closing. The uh, oh, the herbarium. Herbarium. Yeah. Was closing after Shame. so many years. Well, guess uh, another one uh, up in Northampton. After forty three years in business in the Pioneer Valley, the Acme Surplus Store will be closing its doors. Oh no! Yeah, where is the wily coyote going to get all his uh, TNT <laughs> and his roller skates with the rockets on them? Uh listen, Acme Surplus is a great store. Did you ever go? Never went in there. Ah, uh, there was one at the Fairfield Mall in Chicopee. Mm-hmm. Everything inside was like natural wood. Yeah, and uh, and then they sold everything under the sun. They have clothes, they have hardware, they have games, they have cards, they have... I, I got my first harmonica from uh, Acme Surplus. Oh, how about that? But the one in Northampton's awesome. I was so excited was when it, I found it Was it, it like there. a railroad salvage store? Was that what it was? No, no, it's like way better than a railroad, like way better. Um, it's hard to describe. I'm sure some of the listeners are probably pulling their hair out right now and be like, I... I, no, it's not that. It's this, but it's it's basically like a it's a surplus yeah. store. So it is in that regards, but it's well laid out, well managed, and it's just got awesome stuff in it. And uh, the I found the one in Northampton, and I was floored because it's in Thorns Market, which is awesome up there. Uh-huh. I found it a couple of years ago, and I was like, "This is so cool." There's still Acme Surplus. It's like a part of my childhood, and now that's closing. Yeah, it's closing. This is ridiculous. A uh, longtime fixture downtown Northampton sold a variety of discounted goods. Uh, 22 News went out there and uh, spoke with the uh, the owner, Carolyn, uh, who said that the after the passing of her husband, who was also the co-owner of the store, she said they are ready for the next chapter. And while it is bittersweet, she thanks the community for making their time in Northampton so memorable. Uh, the shop will be offering a retirement sale uh, from yesterday until uh, January 7th. The sale will be begin with a 43% off everything. And there will be other deals to look through for the next two weeks. You know what? That's probably a place where you're actually going to get the actual percentage rate off. Oh, yeah. You ever see these stores that are like, we're going out of business. Every day. Everything is uh, Christmas tree shops was the perfect example of that. Yeah. Going out I of was business for three years. Before The week before they announced that they were closing. This was over the summer, I yeah. think. A week before that, I was in there buying some stuff, like you know, because uh, you can buy, you, know, you could buy stuff that was on sale in there, like uh, right, you know, uh, suntan lotion and like pool supplies, stuff like that for the kids <laughs> the and all most that random right? stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, but but that's what the whole thing was about. It was, a, don't you just love a bargain? That was the whole tagline right. where you go into a place like that, and. Uh, I go in there, you know, two weeks after they announce, oh, yeah, we're liquidating everything in the store. Liquidation is run by outside companies who come in and go, you know what? If we just say all of this stuff is 70% off, but we're really not offering it for 70% off, people's minds are like, I got to grab all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, if you just went down the street to the Ocean State job lot, that same bottle of aloe that you just bought is actually $2 cheaper. One of my favorite spots, job lot. I'm a big job lot fan. I like job lot. It's great. I bought uh, lots of stuff. You know what I bought there once? A giant oversized lawn chair. 
at job lot. It's like you know those foldable yeah. chairs that yeah, you bring yeah, yeah. to like your kids' yeah. uh, soccer games or something. The, the, it was one of those, but it, it, the it, big e it version holds like it, <laughs> like it's it's big for me. That's awesome. And you can't uh, your feet don't touch the ground. It's I love ground. job lot. You get yeah. you get some great if you know how to shop job lot. You get some great deals in job lot. Baby. I never uh, big lots was uh, was all yeah. right, but they don't. They, yeah, it's it more was, like that's the higher end trashy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like job lots like legit getting your clothes out stuff. And yeah. the other thing about job lot, a lot of people don't realize is they do a ton for charity, quietly. Yeah, quietly. They do probably more for like the food banks, like here in Western Mass and all over New England and even parts of the country, Northeast. They quietly do. I met the, the dude from Java, this guy Dave, he's awesome. They do so much good yeah. for the community and they don't do it. You know, some of these stores do the good for the community, but they do it really for business or a tax write off or whatever. They do good for the community because they're the, the people who own it. Yeah. Have a real passion about uh, doing I, good for the community. Dude, I do not buy into this roundup business. What's the roundup? Like when you're at the. Oh, the, you yeah, want to round up right the up. extra 50 cents yep. uh, and make it a donation to whatever charity yeah. they're doing? I'm like, they are collecting the money from you and then writing it and it's then making exactly a check. Right out to whatever organization that is and then getting tax breaks from it because of your contribution to them. It's exactly what And yet do. they turn, you know, and I'm talking about these big name places like a CVS or yeah. a Walgreens or whatever, yeah. whoever does this roundup business is just, it's a, it's a, it's a farce. It's, you know, they, they beat you up so much with it nowadays. You know, yeah. the other thing that annoys the crap out of me is uh, how everyone gets a tip now. Yeah. Because uh, no one pay then no one pays their employees uh, a living wage anymore. So now you go you go to pick up food and they're like, "Would you like to leave a tip?" And it's right on the screen. So now you got the pressure. You're like, "Yeah, they're watching you." Yeah, but. like why did I drive down here when I could have just uh, had the food delivered to my house well, now? Because I'm paying you a tip while I'm picking up the food. You know, there's a and, and here's the weird thing about that: the small places, like small businesses, yeah. they don't even ask. Right, they don't ask. Because, because they know that if you have good service, somebody's going to give you a tip. Right. But, like, McDonald's has never done it, right. the tipping thing. But now places like Panera and... Oh. Um, a lot of them. Like Starbucks now, they, they, they have now included it in the, like, not just on that screen, but if you're ordering on the app, they're like, hey, do you want to add a tip? Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I'm driving here. I'm picking up. You're making it. That is your job. Your job is to make it. If I decide to give you a tip, it should be because of exemplary service above and beyond, i.e., yeah. you gave me a little something extra right, let's or say, let's you say had I, it done let's, fast. Let's say I go to Starbucks and I pick up a coffee, right? I, <sighs> I pay the eight bucks it is for a cup of joe. I'm already upset. And then uh, unless that barista hops on a donkey and goes to the hills yes. and, and meets Juan Valdez himself right. to pick those beans. Right. How much do I need to give you for making something that you signed up in order to do? And I'm not trying right. to be crass about no. it because I worked as a waiter right. for years, but I also made $2.63 an hour. There's a big difference between making, you know, what is it up to now? 15 bucks an hour that people are making uh, right. the thing. And, I'm, and again, I understand the economy and I understand how a, a job doesn't pay rent, you know, right. something like that. 
but come on, how much do I have to keep shelling out? Well, the reality is the job should be able to pay your rent. You should, if you work a 40 hour job, you should be able to pay a living wage. You should be able to have a living wage. And it's not up to the customers to subsidize the living wage that you don't want to pay your employees. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Listen, uh, you, you and Bax are pretty entertaining on the radio. It's never really dawned to me that I should come down here and drop you guys a tip. Nobody's ever given us a tip. No. You know what? No, we don't even we've get free meals. tips before. I can't even get the Lupa Zoo or Forest Park to let me be zookeeper for a couple hours, let alone a I'm tip. Sure, I'm sure that'll happen. At it's some not going to happen. They don't care about no. me. No. People come and give us tips all the time. They're like, you know what? You should really get out of this business. You're not, you're not going anywhere with it. That's a tip. <laughs> Here's a little Here's tip, our for you. tip for you. Don't yeah. quit your day job. Here's yeah. a little tip well, for you. But that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, you could technically make an argument for any job. Right. That you would deserve a, a tip. You know, well, talking, if you were exemplary in your job, then it should be the option for somebody to tip you. But they should not be confronted in front of your face with the tip on a screen where they can see whether you give them a tip or you don't give them a tip. But it goes back to this pay to play thing that we were talking about, about like DoorDash. Right. You know, the guy who tips the DoorDash guy $20 right off the bat. Right. Is going to get his food to his house faster than the guy who only tipped him $5 on the order. I don't think so because DoorDash now has a thing where you can pay extra for quote unquote priority service. Yes, this is what I'm talking this about. This is all There's the BS. Pay to play stuff. And, and the DoorDash figured out hey, we can, instead of that money going to the drivers, we can we take can that take money. It. Yeah. Right. All we got to do is switch around yeah. the app and put in the order or whatever. You know, it's it's BS, all of it. And, the, and Starbucks, by the way, you're going to go to Starbucks, go to a local coffee shop. All right. Don't go to you're going to go to Starbucks. First of all, you're going to wait in line, get treated like dirt, have them mispronounce your name and then be confronted that you have to give them a tip. Speaking of uh, local coffee shops, I yeah. bought a pound of coffee from that Shelburne Falls place over here. Shelburne I, Falls I, Coffee for, Roasters. You saw Meadow. Christmas morning blend. Yeah. Amazing, right? Amazing. And, yep. and I didn't. I forgot that I don't have a coffee grinder at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. But you can use a Cuisinart. I have a Cuisinart, yeah. and uh, you just chopped it up. It might not get it as fine as you would uh, in a in a coffee shop, but it was uh, totally worth it. Yeah, it was totally worth doing it in the Cuisinart. Shelburne Falls Coffee Roast is an amazing business, and they get their beans. Uh, from a roaster in the Berkshires, a uh, coffee supplier in the I think it's Berkshire Coffee. They were a client of mine back in the day when I had a day job. G- great guys, but they do like fair trade stuff yeah. too. Like they like they they do like fair trade coffee. Like they go out of their way to make sure that uh, they get coffee sourced from uh, uh, places where uh, you know it's it's not things aren't being treated like a third world country. You know. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. You, you know, you got like a twelve-year-old working like uh, ninety-hour days. I'm, tr- I'm trying to find this story because now that you you triggered you triggered my memory. I, tr- I triggered you emotionally. You triggered me emotionally, and uh, it was a it was a coffee place up. I don't think it was Shelburne Falls. I think it was maybe the Pierce Brothers or something. They're they're roasting the coffee. Yeah. And it, wherever they were roasting it, this guy who had a big problem with the, the way the coffee smelled coming out of the thing. And he, he, got mad. he was like the sole protester in front of the, this was going back years ago. Okay. And he was uh, complaining about the smell. And I remember us making fun of the guy yeah. going, like, what jerk. Are you, what are you who doesn't love about? the smell of fresh coffee? Well, in the actually, actually, roasted coffee does not smell that good yeah. at first because it's burning off. Whatever, however they do it, yeah. however they put it in that roaster thing, it 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 puts I, off a smell. I grew up off Burnett Road in Chicopee, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, literally uh, a very thin strip of wood separated the BFI landfill yeah. from where I grew up. We would have loved the smell of roast coffee in the morning <laughs> as opposed to the smell yeah, of Yeah, but you know what? I used, to, I used to live near a place that did it, that roasted their own yeah. coffee, and it, it really does have this bitter smell that's not that pleasant. All right, well. So this guy was uh, complaining. Um, what is this one? This is from 2016. An article in the August 11th issue of the uh, Greenfield Recorder discussed new efforts by a local business, Pierce Brothers Coffee Roasters on Hope Street, to contain the odors and toxic fumes created in their coffee roasting process. This is uh, welcome news. This is a, a opinion piece. I live on Hope Street near the roasting facility. The odor of large batches of coffee being roasted is nothing like the pleasant smell of coffee brewing in the morning. Strong, uh, uh, like acidic smell to it. Uh, according to the Centers for Disease Control, coffee roasting produces noticeable amounts of sulfur dioxide. So it does, it, it smells. All right, fine. But the, I, I'm trying to find the story of the guy who was out there like by himself. Protesting? Protesting that? like, shut down these coffee beans. <laughs> you, you're not going to get anybody uh, the way Americans are with coffee. You're not going to get yeah. anyone to support the effort to do anything that takes coffee away from people. Probably not. No, no, no. You got to get on a good bandwagon that everybody hates. It's like going to Miami and protesting cocaine. You know what I mean? I mean, come on, stop. (laughs) Uh, Oh, look, uh, we got somebody that uh, can do some work with you from some action at the Loop Zoo. uh, What? This guy will be at the show on Thursday night for uh, for Loft Comedy Club, and he'll fill you in on all the details. How about that? Stay tuned, baby. I'm spending spending a day with a monkey. I'm excited. uh, We'll see you back here tomorrow. I will. I'll uh, be here all week. It is uh, 925. It's Bax and Nagel Light with Marty Caproni (laughs) on Rock 102. Beat the clock at least.